Hello everyone, welcome to another horrific review. Right, before we begin, I might have to jump off this because I'm waiting for a flipping grocery delivery and fuckers haven't turned up. So I'm a bit annoyed because I could have started this at the normal time because I was waiting for it to slap bang right in the middle of when this is meant to start. Ah, uh, life. Anyway, fun games. This is going to be a happier... Oh god, here we go. Here we go. Buzz, buzz. No, something else. Oh, it's just telling me I'm live, which I know because I'm here. Anyway, right. <laughs> also, I'm watching a game and <laughs> for monkey tails, which I'm starting to get into that as well. So it's like, ah, uh, it's not going right tonight. I wish I had done this stream last night because this is far superior movie. Last night put me in a bad mood because, ah, uh, what a shit movie. But Friday the 13th, happy Friday the 13th, people. It looks like I'm getting my wee spot of bad luck. I normally have pretty good Friday the 13th when they come around, but here we are. The Return of the Living Dead. Absolute classic. Um, I should have called up what the story was. So there's a bit of story between O'Bannon and uh, Romero. So if you don't know the original Night of the Living Dead series, that was Romero's delay, but then him and uh, Dan O'Bannon have been like, collaborating on loads of stuff. And O'Bannon wanted to make more sort of comedic videos or movies and Romero wanted to stick with his sort of style and because the two of them are friends you know work together they didn't want to butt heads over it and they didn't want to fall out so this is where the um the dawn of the dead night of the dead the dead series came about and then O'Bannon decided to call his the living dead and that gave him the opportunity to slant more in the comedic direction and didn't take away from Romero's vision. So, um, once again, the 80s are just a better time. <laughs> even even in the cutthroat world of entertainment, people got to, you no know, people formed friendships and had each other's backs and didn't uh, step on each other's toes. Um, it's funny how this whole, I think it was more sort of the, you know, the yuppie period all, it was like, oh, cutthroat business, yet you've seen more humanity than you do today. Just my opinion, of, you know, looking back at all this stuff, yeah, there's absolutely disasters too, but yeah, it's good to see that even people with, like, eagles still find time to, like, you know, put that aside and appreciate their art. But what can you say about this movie? Oh, my God. Um, first of all, the soundtrack Right, the theme tune and the soundtrack has to be one of the best comedy horror, if not horror, soundtracks. Like, absolute golden. You just know you're in for ridiculousness and fun, yet there's horror in this. Like, the, like there's no messing about with this movie. So, yes, you have, like, throwaway lines. You have a comedic sort of uh, theme tune to it. You have sort of daft characters, but yet you felt invested in them. And you don't have these wooden plank characters that you're like, no, come with leg it up off, if that makes sense. You have people in a crazy situation and you kind of got that uh feeling through it. So you got like ordinary folks. So if you're not I'm probably preaching the converted here or you know, talking about, but if you're not familiar with the storyline, um, 
I suppose you've got a medical supply warehouse. You've got uh, Freddy. He's like the young character. He's just taking on a, a new job. And you've got Frank's like showing him the ropes, so to speak. Um, the the essentially they're they're sending out supplies to universities, places to study, all that kind of thing. And we're starting off, and he's taking them through the skeletons and the categorization system for the skeletons that they send out the research hospitals. Um, so much fun. And Frank's like he's worked here since a year dot. He knows the place inside out and he's just showing the ropes and he's a bit you know he's somebody that just loves his job and i miss that aspect of you know people finding their little nooks in life their little niches it's not all about being the ceo of a multinational company it's like i've got a job i'm happy i'm invested in what i'm doing and i'm having fun with it you know where's that all going everybody's so freaking miserable and uh it's hard work oh hey chris happy friday the 13th to you um it would have been rude not to have done a stream i tried to get people to come on this but everyone's obviously doing their own things sadly um yeah i was gonna get like a few people just to come on and talk about this and do a bit of riffing but ah uh, said of a you're you're stuck with two nights with just me now so uh so be it but yeah so it just starts off instantly enough. Freddy's going getting shown through the ropes, and he's fascinated with the skeleton. Then, lo and behold, they've actually got human cadavers as well. So people donate their bodies as hands. So he shows them the fridge, and there's one hung up, and it's like, um, yeah, but this is a, a quiet period. You know, it gets busy, and he's just making the sort of thing but yeah we can't have too many in because we want them to stay fresh and you know we don't want to run out either and it's all about the whole balancing act of supply chain you know <laughs> the whole supply chain industry which uh i'm part of so uh, i appreciate it you know it's that whole thing you warehouse people have this idea of warehouses that are meant to be chock full of every shelf uh, it's the same as um places that do food i think because there's freezers that they have to be every just fill them up and it's like no it's all about movement not storing things but yeah it's the eternal argument and it's the game that's always played but just him talking about it you know gives it a sense of realism to this and that's that's what i've always talked about with horror movies or any sort of fancy if you um if you have that grounding and realism that you're dealing with real life situations real characters and you have that to hold on to then when the ridiculous and the insanity happens it can be viewed as ridiculous and insanity because it's like this shouldn't be happening. A lot of people forget that and they don't start off with those building blocks and then you've nothing to hold on to. So you just kind of, you know, it's like bringing up attention. I think we've talked about in movies that if you keep it up here all the time, then you become desensitized. Where if you bring it up, bring it down, bring it up, you know, it's a bit of a roller coaster. You have people invested in the plot. But yeah, uh, He's going through all the ropes, nothing happening. Never meet his friends, uh, his girlfriend Tina. You have Spider, Trash, Chuck, Casey, Scuzz, and Suicide. Like, it's actually it's a typical 80s group. Um, a couple of punk rockers, you have sort of others with the like the big shoulder pads and stuff, just a random group of people. Um, Tina's the strange one, she's the odd one out. Doesn't look as if she fits in with the group, if that makes sense. It's a bit of, 
don't know, Ball won her, but at the same time, they're a group of friends. Well, they're not all the same cut from the same cloth. So that's cool. You know, it just shows you can have a group of friends that varied interests. Um, I think Spider is a pure punk. You know, he just he makes a comment about it's a lifestyle, not the costume and stuff. And he's like uh, proper deep into it and that. But everyone else is in the same varying degrees. Trash maybe to a point, but the rest are sort of various interests. But they've got a friendship there, so that's that's cool. Seems to be you know, it's funny how friendships form and groups get together. You know, that's it. So they're basically they're looking for something to do in the weekend, and. Uh, Tina says, well, go and wait for Freddie to finish work. So that sort of plot line happens to bring them into it. But it's a bit in the warehouse where Frank's like, do you want to see something really cool? And he shows them the barrels that had accidentally got dropped off by the army because somebody in the supply chain messed it up. We also get cut off to the same with a, a colonel, you know, a high up Colonel is has got this equipment set up in his home, and essentially, he's a lieutenant colonel. He's not a full bird colonel. He's a lieutenant colonel, but still, he's like high up in operations. And then he's on watch every night because they're looking for these barrels. <laughs> so you're, you're getting this all. It's actually very cleverly done because when you you see that scene in the colonel. What the hell is he? What are they bringing him in for? And then realize that he's looking for these barrels, which are sitting in this warehouse. Because Frank takes uh, Freddy down and he's like, oh, here, look at this. These got dropped off one day and we don't know what the hell to do with them. It's like, when you're in that number on the barrel, like, oh, don't, you don't want the army around here, you know, sort of thing. It's like, so they've sat there for like years. Um, and that's where everything kicks off because obviously he starts poking, he gets. Real, a thing that really got me was he gets the 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 wipe the top of the glass. I've never seen this done in my life, apart from this movie. But in, you know, you get a rule of like kitchen rule, and instead of taking a few sheets off and wiping, no, 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 he just wipes it with the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, you know, what are you doing that for? Such a waste. <laughs> I don't know why that upsets me, but that's the only thing that upsets me in this movie is why he does that. Like, why would you do that? Why didn't you just take the things off and a couple of sheets off and wipe. Why are you wasting the whole thing of paper? Just a, like a whole roll? Why, why did you do that, you lunatic? Oh, anyway, that's, you know, that, that really annoyed me. Why did he do that? There's no reason. Like, the man's insane. But, obviously, because he did that, he in a sect. I can't remember what it was. Uh, Freddy... Uh, then the knock something and the thing explodes essentially. You know, the gas comes out of one of the containers. So this gas just and those two get knocked out. Um at the same tone we'll have uh Tina and all those guys, they're they're waiting and they don't want to just hang, you know, wait outside the warehouse. It's funny how they want the party, but they don't bring party kit and they don't have an idea of what they're doing. Just the endless kids, I suppose. Um, oh, these are the mid 20s, you know, early 30s teenagers, which the 80s movies are notorious <laughs> for. But they see the cemetery across the road, and they're like, ah, let's go hang out in there, you know, let's be edgy and hang out in the cemetery, sort of thing. 
And then we'll cut back to um, Frank and Freddie, and they're like waking up, go, what the hell happened? And they're they're sort of gathering their heads and they're feeling awful and that's when things start going crazy in the warehouse. So they go upstairs are hearing noises and the cadaver they've got in the fridge just comes to life. <laughs> it's screaming and stuff and I was showing them things throughout. So the thing I was showing them was um half puppies, half dogs or something. So basically dogs have been sliced in half and they're for veterinary school so they can actually see the internal workings. Um those things start coming to life and barking and stuff. Um it's actually pretty pretty intense scene, especially with the sound effects. Um because he starts beating the dog and the dog starts whelping. It's like a half dog. It's weird. But like I said, it's dark comedy. It's proper dark comedy. So I laugh at it. Other people mightn't. Just putting it out there. You know what my sense of humor is like. So you could be seeing all this stuff going, oh, you said it was funny and freaking out. This is an oldie. Like, um, if you've watched zombie movies, you've got to have watched these. Like, there's, I think there's four or five of them now. Definitely seen the first two or three. Um, I think the second one's like the follow on events from this, but we'll not go into that. Um, because uh, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but like, <laughs> just the ridiculousness of the situation. And then they hear the banging from inside. No, wait, they have to call the boss. Who's the boss? Um, it's a Bert, Bert's their boss. So Frank rings the boss. He's like, um, weird stuff's happening down here. We accidentally broke one of those containers. Like, I told you never to go near those things. So everyone in the warehouse knows about these containers. And it's one of those, I don't want to ring anybody. I don't want to bring this in my head. I don't want to leave them anywhere either. They look dangerous. What do I do? Um, shuffle, shuffle. And then forget about them. And of course, because Frank's shown off because he's got a new employee, that's how to get open. You know, you know the old uh, hubris you want to show off to the new staff? Oh, I'm, I'm super cool, me. <laughs> So they call Burton, he comes in and he's like, uh, what what the hell's going on? And then he hears the banging and then goes, right, well, open it up. And this is where the link, the, that's why I've been the whole thing about Romero, because they make a link to Night of the Living Dead, because they're like, do you know how to do these things? Yeah, you bash your brains out, saw it in the movie. You know, they're making, they're making like tenuous links to Romero's movie, which is brilliant. They're just like, yeah, but that's what it says to do in the room. Except for Romero is like, Creating a documentary on zombies, not a horror movie. <laughs> just you know, taking it. I just think uh, uh, that was cool the way they did that. But yeah, the body comes charging out, and then this is where uh, they deal it. So now they've got this body, and they start cutting it up. <laughs> so they've now got a cut up body on the floor in bags. They're still twitching because <laughs> all the parts are still animated. So it went from uh. You know, you can picture this place just like 10 years ago. All right, we've got these um, cans, we'll do shuffle them inside. Okay, we've opened one, we've got these bodies. What do we do? You know, just it reminds me of Dead Alive. Uh, just all oh, right, I didn't know what to do with these things, so I just kept them in the basement and fed them. <laughs> sort of overwhelmed. You can, you can almost get that, like, you can see a real reality. If anyone knows and work, there's people that. The minute something goes out of their wheelhouse, they just freeze up and they don't know what to do. And unless the boss tells them what to do, they don't think for themselves. Or their instincts just to brush it under the carpet. 
well, no, those sort of people, um, it's not unique to have those reactions. So all this stuff sort of getting chunted on and escalating, you can understand. So they're like, oh, we've got this body, it's still twitching, and what would they, well, my body owns the, or works, I don't know whether he owns it or runs it or what, but he's like the chief guy in the funeral parlor, which just happens to be linked to the cemetery because it's a crematorium, which makes sense. Most crematoriums are, you know, in the, the grounds of a cemetery. So now we're getting all the links. Um, they go across there. We've got um, cut back to Tina's group. And we'll get them all sort of hanging around as I'm playing music and stuff. And them have trash just decides to strip off because why not? It's the 80s. So she she gets her kid off and starts dancing, and they're all like, "Yeah, trash is getting her clothes off again." It's like as if it happens every weekend. <laughs> like, okay, uh, there was those characters. They should have been two dimensional and cheesy, but consider some of the movies I've watched over the last year. They're actually fleshed out characters, <laughs> and that's funny because for the eighties, they're two dimensional. But the more Consider some of the serious movies I've watched with these wooden planks going about the place. These guys are cool. <laughs> you get their sort of motivations. You get their relationships. Um, you kind of get why they're friends and stuff. That's all played out. So it jumps to that and then goes back to... Uh, yeah, is that, at the flipping cemetery? Ernie. Sorry, Ernie's the... the uh, He's like a cemetery guy, so he's got his headphones on, like eighties Walkman sort of thing, and uh, he's obviously preparing a body for burial and doing all the uh, what do you call it? I was going to say taxidermy, but it's not that embalming. He's doing all the embalming stuff, and then they arrive and they try making up. Right, we need to use your furnace. What have you got? Uh, rabbit squirrels. Because the bags are all twitching. Um, so take them to the pound. Or, you know, call animal. No, we can't with these. And then it's all, all that rigmarole of, I don't really want to tell you what's in the in the box, so to speak. And he's like, nah, I know instantly getting suspicious. We've been friends for a long time, you know. I'll owe you one. Uh, then they reveal them. They open one of the bags and it's a Cuban hand and starts grabbing at Ernie. And he's like, oh, you know. That's all kind of relevant because it's all set up for the absolute chaos. I like the fact that they spend like spend a good twenty odd minutes of this movie setting it all up and didn't just jump into it, which is um cool. And we got who the characters were, so you had a wee bit of a stake in what's going on, and they gave the characters, you know, there's a reason for them all coming together. They've got a link to each other. Uh Meanwhile, you've got Freddie and Frank are looking bad. Like they're looking really pale and they're ill, starting to fall ill because of the, the gas they're breathing. Um but the man needs to get the the body into the furnace, and this is what kicks everything off because it's by burning the bot corpse and the smoke that up into the atmosphere and causing the rain. It's that's the catalyst for just the entire chaos that ensues. Bit of a 
bit of a topical discussion because if everybody remembers the the acid rain, I suppose the wipe is all out. Um, that was the cool thing of the day. You know, I know we're we're the the earth's going to boil. Back then, it was acid rain. You know, the the world is coming to the end is nigh. Type people that have been around since the dawn of time. So they were kind of playing into that a bit of. Um, oh yeah, you put stuff in the atmosphere and then it's going to burn us and then sure enough the rain starts and it starts uh, stinging all the folks that are dancing in the cemetery. So they all rush to the car and it actually burns through the it's a convertible. So it actually burns through the top and stuff. Um, but the important thing is all the rain from the fumes of this go into the graveyard and starts animating the corpses. And then that's where things go bonkers. Tina, in the meantime, goes off from the party. She goes to the warehouse to find Freddy, and she encounters the that goes down to the basement, falls through the steps, and she encounters um, the corpse that's down there, and it's the one that's all tarred and stuff. You've seen it. You've bound to seen it in a hundred clips. You know, what I mean, this this thing has been clipped to death, and it's all like brains. You know. Um, what makes these why I like these zombies is that they're actually thinking and feeling and talking, and it gives them a bit of something about them. It's like the deadites and evil dead, you know, you've got thinking, you've got a thinking antagonist, and it's not like why are these things going because they're like they're telling you they want to eat your brains, um, and they can actually problem solve, so they're not just shambling about and they're not mindless. I don't like the modern zombie virus that just has, you know, running, shambling, uh, you know, mindless zombies. These things are running zombies, you know what I mean, depending on the state of decay they're in and they're thinking. And that makes them more dangerous because they're not going to just shamble along. They're actually setting traps. They're, uh, Tina runs from this thing. She hides in the cupboard and she puts a bar across. It's like a you know one of them steel lockers. So he's like thinking about starts getting a pulley chain. So rather than just shambling about doing the usual jump scare, he starts getting a pulley chain, putting it on the locker, and then cranking it to open it up. That's cool. That's like, oh crap, we can't really just hide from these things. They're actively looking and they're thinking, and that just puts a whole whole new edge of the game. This is like eighties, so the zombies genre was like transformed like dramatically with this movie but they did it in the comic comedic aspect they gave the zombies characters too so you actually feel sorry for some of them because um as things progress um they call the paramedics because frank and freddy fall ill like because they breathe the gas they call paramedics out paramedics basically pronounce them dead in the spot like you should be dead because there's no heart, no pulse, no blood. Uh, their even their temperatures, room temperature. They are like essentially shouldn't be there. They lift up a shirt and they see the blood pulling as if it's um, like and Ernie because he's a mortician. You know, don't know what to call him, America, but uh, funeral director. You know, uh, it's a particular qualification over here to be an embalmer and stuff. She'll have a word over there, but. He's got your bits. He's in. That's what you see in a corpse when all the blood starts falling to the bottom. You know, gravity starts uh, falling down and stuff. So, essentially, these two are dead. Then the 
then the rest of the party sort of start banging on the front door because the corpses start coming alive and assaulting them and they're running and you know all that sort of chaos and she so we start having the rest of the party sort of running and banging on the door of the crematorium and like uh oh, listen outside and they hear all the screaming and stuff um so it's done very the, the script is actually very tight in terms of bringing everybody together it wasn't just a run and the children in the street everything has a purpose and people being where they are makes sense um you get them running in, and then they discover that freddy and uh frank have fallen to whatever you know this is this gas so everyone knows what's happened they're like oh god we need to put these two somewhere else and then the, they're trying to account for everybody. They find out Trash has been, uh, she got caught. And we'll see her later on. You know, she get, she gets caught, but she doesn't really either. She doesn't really interact with the group. She just goes other places. Um, the paramedics go out to try and get help. They get ambushed. And then we see one of the zombies using the radio as well, saying they need assistance. So, the, you know, I mean, we're seeing thinking zombies and they are setting traps <laughs> um dead rising um i don't remember that game i'll have to look at wonder if we can play that online still because of convertibles the older games the the arcade games stuff the either steam or epic so here i might look that one up and see if i can play it sometime yeah, cool. Um, not right. Funeral directors, right? Cool. That's universal then. But yeah, um, you just see us all sort of tightly woven together. Everyone has a purpose. The the absolute chaos. Like they're trying to shimmy up the door, but they're smashing the windows as well. And then they're they're collectively bashing the the furniture, and so they're working out of it. They run over to the. Uh, what he called the warehouse to meet Tina. Tina's like screaming that there's a zombie down there that deal with that. And it's just then we start seeing the traps being laid for like the called more paramedics and the paramedics get ambushed. The police start arriving trying to cordon off this scene. They get overwhelmed. Um and it's just all going to pot. They realize they can't get through the emergency service just being overwhelmed. This this is just spread so rapidly. So they ring the number on the on the barrel and then we'll, we'll go back to the lieutenant colonel gets woken up and we understand that you know this is what he's been waiting for he's been waiting for somebody to call that number or waiting for a report and this is it and he actually tells the people right yes thank you for calling why didn't you call before we've got a contingency plan oh one of the things have burst okay and then they've got code words all oh, right the easter eggs have been found one of them's hatched <laughs> Um, it seems like I'm racing through this, but really, it's not a it's not a complicated movie. It's a 90 minute movie. It's it is a fast paced movie. It doesn't mess about. It takes you where you need to be, and pretty much that's uh, that's it. We're 
we're not spending too much time in like monologues and all that kind of stuff. What we're doing is um, we're getting the characters there. We're getting the sense of the stakes of play. We're getting the sense of the actual um, the characters and how they fit in. And everyone has a purpose. There's no throwaway characters in this, which is cool. And you would think there would be, but there's the right there's the right number of friends, if that makes sense. They're the sort of the right right number of a group. They all have a reason for going with a going. You know, I mean, Tina wants to go find her boyfriend because that's where he's meant to be working. She doesn't know he's in the crematorium because that wasn't part of the plan. So how she encounters the the, the zombie makes sense. Um everyone else running to the crematorium because that's the nearest building while all the bodies are bursting out of the grave. You know, why they're in the graveyard in the first place is because they're just hanging out waiting for Freddy to finish work. Freddy finding the canisters because Frank's showing off and wants to show him something cool. He wants to impress the new boy. Fair enough, because he had asked him, what's the creepiest thing you found? Because he's, you know, he's realizing he's working on a, you know, you wouldn't think it, but if you're invested in it, if you're somewhere where there's interesting things happening or you're dealing with interesting goods and products, then it kind of makes your job about, you know, we all have the daily grind. Even um, doing this sort of stuff, you know, it makes it, oh, cool YouTuber and stuff. But there's the day of just, you know, waiting for a stupid delivery. So straight away your mind's like, you're having to force yourself to get on here and be, uh, carry on the stream because you can't mess people about. I've already put the stream back about three times, you know. It's just showing that aspect of life that you can find, like, enjoyment and meaning and whatever you're doing, and if it is, if you are doing something that's a step and some, some, something else, having the right attitude of, well, what I'm doing now isn't my forte, but there's cool aspects to it. That's sort our of hold on that, because if not, you put your flipping head away. And it's just showing that side of humanity, and these characters are all given that aspect and showing that they're they're worthwhile, They're you're championing them, uh, even trash, who doesn't really have you know she doesn't have much of a character arc in terms of she's um what's his face is what do you call him let's see uh what chuck skulls no is this goes said her skulls are suicide you know she says boyfriend but she has her own uh thing going on it's a shame when she gets cur- uh, caught but uh, she then comes as another character as a zombie you know what I mean and she still plays with essentiality and stuff all good where was it yeah so they're they're on the phone and the colonel's like yeah it's okay where are you exactly and then he's on the radio giving the code words and essentially what they have is a mobile but an artillery piece with a nuke on it and it's just driving around America. Like they must have various ones in certain locations. And like, okay, you're you're on standby. Uh, here's your codes. And you see the person's like waiting. The the gunners waiting for this call. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So finally, like, give me the codes. Like tactical nuke launch codes. Both like, where was this? Kentucky or somewhere it was set. And that's it. <laughs> that's the answer, right? Launch a nuke, fair enough. And then this is where it sets up for the any sequels because we know that burning them doesn't make a difference. 
because the stuff goes up in the atmosphere, comes back down again. Um, so we start seeing, you know, mushroom cloud, city wiped out. Um, but then it causes the rain, goes to the next cemetery, and we start the process all over again. What was funny is that you use the same skeleton twice. So the skeleton comes out of a grave and it still has eyeballs. It's like, ah, <laughs> and you use it twice. And you're like, mm, okay, well, I'll forgive you that. All in all, very enjoyable. Like, this is such a fun movie. Um, it's one of the classics. And it's one you you can stick in the old DVD player, put in the stream like a hundred times and not get bored of it. It's just one of them movies. Um, if I remember rightly, uh, Return of the Living Dead 2 is the same sort of intensity. I can't remember the third one. I think from the third one onwards, it started veering off a wee bit. But still, all in all, such a classic movie. Um, I just wanted to do something fun for Friday the 13th. You know, I just wanted to do a fun, enjoyable, like, this is lasagna. This is pizza. This is your, you know, bread and butter of horror. Just, you stick as maybe when you're not disappointed. You know exactly what you're getting. It's just funny how this is meant to be a comedy, right? It's meant to be a, just be a throwaway fun movie, and yet I'm seeing more depth and more characterization here than any serious modern movie. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, if it's either a testament to the the love that's been, I've talked about this, the love that was put into the 80s movies, that people just wanted to make fun stuff and entertain folks, or is it just a degradation of movies today that we've just got hack writers that the people that are pulling the string and making movies are just making terrible stuff. Don't know. Did we hit a peak and then go down and we're going to go back up again? Who knows? Be interesting to know what um, people think. But um, I'm going to do something for the first time here. Um, anyone watching on Twitch, I'm going to do a raid because um, I think we'll do raid forward slash... Um, I want you to go over to Infinite Monkey Tales. They're um, currently playing a game of Pulp Cthulhu. They're coming on the channel next week with uh, Brotherhood of the Dice to play the second part of the Alien uh, game, Chariot of the Gods. If you streamed on that, that that's a lot of fun. Uh, those guys, uh, a great laugh and good role players. So what I'm doing now is, hopefully that works. I put in the chat, raid, does that work? Hopefully. So if you're on Twitch, because yeah, I can't do it through this. Oh, has it worked? Right, sweet. So there you go. If you're on Twitch watching, go over to our channel, uh, check them out. Uh, the crowned plan Cthulhu. I was I was getting distracted as well, watching him waiting for this flipping delivery, but looks like I'm chasing up the supermarket. Uh yeah, there you go. Um, I think I have to start with a. Oh, right. Okay, let's try that again. Sorry, I'm a I'm a newbie. I'm, I'm sure I'm a got my got my noob. My noob status on Twitch. I'm still trying to figure half these platforms out. I'm trying to figure out Discord. Um, YouTube have pretty much got sussed. Facebook have got sussed. Um, because we'll fart. But yeah, I'm figuring out this the the new fangled stuff now with Twitch and 
Discord now. But a lot of these channels are they're really vibrant. Uh, a lot of a lot of interactive folks. Um, a lot of support for each other's channels. So that's uh, that's fantastic. You know, that's what we want uh, in the creative space, not just horror, but you know, everywhere. If we get that support each other as much as possible, and uh, let's just enjoy <laughs> enjoy entertainment in life. But there you go, folks. Um, hope you've enjoyed that. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, obviously you need to check this one out. It's one of the classics of horror. It's it's not too gory and stuff, but it's got enough shocks in that. And yeah, we better message him, but it's not beating you over the head. Try one more time with it. Hang on. God, I'm messing up. Uh, is it with spaces? That was read forward slash channel name. Slash space channel name, right? Slash space. Try that one. All right, so don't put the, don't put the sound. Sorry, without going to the tacky stuff. <laughs> Funny talking about the movie. I'm just trying to get folks over to check these guys out. And I haven't done this before. Slash raid. Oh, right, I'm doing raid slash. Slash raid. Ah, yes, I've done a thing. <laughs> I've done I've done a Twitch thing. Go me. <laughs> oh, I'm such an old fart. I really am, but there you go, right. Actually, do you know what I'm going to do as well? I'm going to stick this just in the general. Just in case the raid doesn't work. Right, everyone, bounce over to that. Bounce over to Infinite Monkey Tales. Let's watch some Pup Cthulhu. They're in the jungle. They're losing limbs. They're getting shot at. And they're dealing with mummies. So, all good fun. Um, great bunch of folks. And that's where I'm going now, anyway, to uh, listen to the rest of the game. So, there you go, folks. Uh, what am I doing tomorrow? Tomorrow I'll be on at some stage in the afternoon. I'm on Dragonlance Saga tomorrow evening. I'm doing a pre-recorded adventure on another channel, but I'll share that when the time comes. But as usual, keep up to the channel, do the typey clicky things, and until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific.